You know, someday I imagine that I'll have a fun theme song, but for today, I'm a mom in a basement waiting for my kids to bust in like winners of some strange contest, you know, where the winner is the one who gets to find mom in the most awkward or unfortunate time. Yeah, that's me right now. But whatever else is true today, I want you to go about your business with the belief that you were loved into existence on purpose, with purpose, and for purpose, and that that purpose isn't just to make it to bedtime. I don't know what time of day it is where you are, but for me, it's first thing in the morning, and I kid you not, just like I said in that intro, I I suspect that some number of my six children will bust through the door here while I'm recording because you know what? We're not these fancy high-tech people. We're just people in a house trying to spread some of what we have learned to the rest of you because someone handed this down to us. We have incorporated things in our lives and I want to share with you what has had an impact because regardless of where you are in your life, I truly do believe that you were loved into existence on purpose, with purpose, and for purpose, and that that purpose is greater than just making it to bedtime. And so today, I wanted to talk to you about this concept of pulling rank, because I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that most of the people who listen to this podcast are women, and most of these women are moms, That because we tend to... Um, be attracted to what is like us. We are, we have this concept where you know we want to be attracted to the exotic and we want to watch these TV shows of, about people whose lives are completely different than us and I think there's a place for that but what we really take in and incorporate in our lives is um, people that we identify with, that we find ourselves having things in common with. That's how we make friends, that's how we find partners, all of that kind of stuff. And so if you're anything like me, you're interior monologue is like out of control sometimes. And you have these thoughts and you're like, oh my gosh, where did that come from? And you find yourself sometimes even in a full legitimate panic before anything has actually even happened. And your concern over what might happen is so strong that it affects every single moment of your day. And I want to give you a a simple way to combat that and to speak some belief over you and remind you that you you have the power for that pattern interrupt. You have the power to change those thoughts. And you're like, well, Sarah, I didn't choose these thoughts. They just came into my head. Yes, that's true. And you still have power over them. You might not have had power over them coming into your head in the first place, but you 100% have the power to shut them down. And so today I want to talk to you about the concept of pulling rank on your thoughts. I have no idea what your background is, but most of us have heard of this concept of pulling rank before. But I'll admit to you that for a long part of my life, I didn't really know what that meant. I I understood this concept of pulling rank, meaning, you know, like 
I don't know, I get the final vote, or if we're discussing something, you know, I get my way. When I was a classroom teacher, I would have put it in the context of like, you know, I might ask my junior high students what their opinion is about something, but I get the final say, right? That's what I would have said that pulling rank meant. But then um, I married someone in the military. And while this is not the topic of that podcast, what married to the military is like, maybe that's something that we'll talk about in the future. It gave me an insight into what the actual concept of pulling rank means. So we all know that in the military, there's rank. And depending on what branch you're in or what time you're in, um, the ranks are different, but we all have this concept of people outranking each other, that when you start, you're at a very low rank, and over the course of time, you move up higher, and some people are officers, and some people have more power than others, and that's just how rank in the military goes, and it makes sense because some people need to make decisions, and some people need to carry out decisions, and um, everybody can't be in equal democracy in making in making decisions, especially in times of conflict. So we understand this concept of rank, and the person who has the most rank has the most power. I'm not going to get into the appropriateness of that, nor am I going to suggest that that's how we live our daily civilian lives, but just for the sake of background, that's how it works in the military. What I didn't realize was what it meant to pull rank. And it is not some huge momentous thing that only happens occasionally. It is how business is done. And so if two people are discussing something, and frankly, who it is that's allowed to have a discussion with whom really does depend on rank. Somebody who first comes in cannot just bust into the commander's office and give him a piece of his mind. That's not how it works. But let's say that there are two people in leadership, okay, and they are discussing a situation. When someone pulls rank, the conversation is over. There's no vote. There's no more discussion. If somebody wants to do something a certain way and they outrank you, they are completely in control of the duration of the conversation, not even just the outcome, right? So if you're having a conversation, you can share your thoughts in a appropriate and respectful way for as long as they're willing to entertain it. And when they say, boom, done, rank is pulled, they don't even say rank is pulled, it just happens. And that's the end of the conversation. So let that th- sink in a little bit. If I talk to you about pulling rank on your thoughts, if you have a negative thought or a destructive thought or an unkind thought or a lazy thought or whatever, any kind of thought that you don't want, that you didn't invite, that you want to change, a pattern that you have developed that you want to to curb and move in a new direction, and I tell you that you can pull rank on your thoughts, it's going to work just like that. You outrank your thoughts. And to be clear, you are not your thoughts. You are the thinker of your thoughts. And as the thinker of your thoughts, you are in control. You outrank them by design because you are the thinker of them. You do not have to 
submit to every thought that comes into your head. Because let's get super geeky sciencey for just a minute. You have different parts of your brain. We all know this, right? But in recent years, I have learned more about brain development and where your thoughts originate and what parts of your brain control what than I ever really even knew as possible. And to be clear, I understand that what my knowledge only scratches the surface of what's really true. But for the sake of this podcast, you have a primal part of your brain that's located kind of at the base of your skull back by your brainstem. And you have a more developed, more um, recently developed part of your brain that's towards the front like your forehead. Okay, and your feelings and your gut instinct and your millions of years old instinct brain is what's in the back in your brainstem and all of your um, neurological input comes into your body and up through that part of your brain. And so your emotions literally get the information first. Right. And the point of that is that back in the caveman ages, you really just needed to survive. And your happiness and your comfort and, you know, what you want to do with your life was not important. What was important was surviving, was finding food, remembering where the food was, finding it again, and keeping the the saber-toothed tigers from eating your baby, right? And I'm being a little flip there on purpose to illustrate the point that survival was key. And that part of your brain does not concern itself with your happiness. And then the more developed part of your brain, the part that's in the front, gets the signal next, right? That's why you see toddlers who react very quickly and emotionally and strongly to everything. And they need time and coaching and teaching and parenting and repetition to stop and think and let that front part of their brain influence them. That's why when something happens, you have an emotional response first, and then hopefully a logical response. Okay, so right now, your primal brain still exists, and it still is only focused on keeping you alive. It is not concerned with you being happy. And it gets loud whenever you take a perceived risk. But keep in mind in this day and age, your perceived risks are things like a first date or a business venture or letting your kids have a new experience or shoot, starting a new workout program. Your primal brain takes these things that you can look at logically and you can say, you know, going on a first date or trying a new workout program is not the same as worrying about a saber toothed tiger coming into the cave and eating my baby. Logically. But to your primal brain, it is exactly the same. And your primal brain reacts exactly the same as it did before because it cannot separate real life and death risk from this, I mean, I guess a new business adventure is a risk, but not in a life and death sort of way. If it is, maybe it's the wrong business. But um your, your primal brain can't separate that. It's not rational. It's literally not rational. The rational part of your brain is somewhere else in your brain. And so you have to train your logical brain to take control. But the good news is 
it's smarter than your rational or than your um, primal brain. Your logical, rational part of your brain is smarter than that. And you can give it permission to pull rank. And some people like to talk about like the negative voice in your head and how you have to squash it and all that. And that is true. And, and we'll talk about that again at some point. But for now, I, I like to look at this primal brain as just this thing that is trying to keep me alive and protect me and treat it with a, a level of compassion and just say, it's okay. We're safe. I got this. Right? We got this. We're safe. And that can be a gentle pulling rank. But sometimes you do need to get a little bit more intense with it. Sometimes you need to have a little bit more of a pattern interrupt. Something that kind of shocks you out of that trend towards panic. Okay? And one thing that I have learned, and I actually learned this from Tony Robbins, who I love listening to and learning from, and when he talks about, he doesn't call it pulling rank. He calls it more like pattern interrupts and changing your state and those kinds of things. But when you do it, if you notice yourself, again, having this line of thinking that isn't serving you, that isn't even logical, but is time and time and time again, your default, that's your cue that that's your primal brain trying to keep you safe. And you cannot rationalize with it. You cannot convince your primal brain of anything. Your primal brain just reacts. It doesn't think it through. It doesn't weigh the pros and cons. It doesn't consider the situation. It doesn't consider any of the factors going on around you. It just reacts. And so you have to treat it that way. And one of my favorite things that I've ever heard in terms of treating your primal brain and pulling rank and shutting it down is just erase. You have this thought and you're like, erase. And then replace it with something new. But you got to make it simple when you insert the truth. When your brain is going a mile a minute about, we live at the top of a really huge hill and I live in the middle of nowhere on a really not busy street. I mean, there's only 10 houses on my entire street. And, um, but it's kind of hilly. And so my older kids would like to cross a relatively busy street, comparatively speaking, and ride their bikes in the neighborhood that's across the way. And um, up to a point, they'd never been allowed to do that without an adult. So there's the risk of riding across the street. There's the risk of, you know, being somewhere without me. And when you have little kids, it's not appropriate for them to go be somewhere without you, right? But at some point, your kids have to go somewhere without you. And you know your kids and, and you know what's safe in your area and all of those kinds of things. But I honestly would find myself stressing so much that I'm like, well, maybe when they go to college, I will let them go somewhere without me. And then it's like, well, Sarah, come on, really? You know, you have a kid who's old enough to babysit or old enough to, you know, do whatever it is that they do at school and all of those kinds of things. Surely they can ride their bike around the neighborhood, assuming you live in a safe area, which we do. But the the thought in your in your gut 
It's not even, it doesn't even, you don't even feel it in your mind, right? You feel sickness in the pit of your stomach and tingles throughout your body. You don't even physically feel it in your head. You physically feel that dread in your body. Anytime you're making a decision that's a perceived risk that your primal brain kind of goes, right? You feel it physically in your body. And when you are having that, when you notice that, it's time to erase and replace it with something else. Replace it with the truth. Replace it with what's really going on and tell yourself whatever it is. If it's, if it's something that has to do with um, a life decision, you can remind yourself that you were created on purpose, with purpose and for purpose. You can remind yourself that you are safe. You can remind yourself of what's really true. And I want you to try this. I want you to try this when you are starting to feel that dread come up. And it doesn't matter what it is. And I don't want you to criticize yourself because we have this tendency to go, oh, that's dumb. I shouldn't feel this way, blah, 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 and beat ourselves up over that. But remember, you are not your thoughts. You are the thinker of your thoughts. You are in control of what gets to live in your head. You are in charge of that. You get to pick it. You get to write the script that plays in your head. And sometimes having that simple erase and a simple replacement of something like on purpose, with purpose, for purpose, or I am safe or this is good, or I want this, or I know that this might not work out exactly the way that I want it to, but it will be okay. Whatever a little statement it is that you can quickly pull on to replace, you will start to notice that that primal brain that really just needed some reassurance will chill out a little bit. And to be clear, you have not succeeded at this when you no longer have any negative thoughts. Your primal brain doesn't cease to exist and its function doesn't stop. But what you are doing is you are teaching your rational brain to be the louder voice and to recognize when your primal brain is having a panic attack and reassure it and remind the rest of you what is true. You guys, you've got this. This is not easy when you start and having somebody along with you to remind you of that, save this podcast, share it with somebody that you think it would bless, play it on repeat when you're having a rough day, it's not that long, and remind yourself that you have somebody in your corner who believes in the possibility of your dreams, who knows that you are capable of so much because you guys, God wasn't drunk on the job. So when I say you were created on purpose, with purpose, and for purpose, and I really mean it when I say that purpose was not just making it to bedtime. He wasn't drunk on the job. It wasn't an accident. And you aren't meant to just float along. And here is one thing that you can do to open yourself up to what your primal brain is freaking out about when I start talking about possibility. You've got this. I love you guys. I cannot wait to share this journey with you and have some content available to you that will bless you. If you are listening to this on a platform where you can leave a review or where you can shave, save it or like it or 
favorite it or something like that, I would really appreciate that vote of confidence to myself. But also when you do that, it makes it possible for other people to hear the message too. I hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful day and I will talk to you soon.